0: Welcome to the local podcast. I'm your host Clay Berkland. My guest today is Sam Olson of Buffalo, South Dakota. Um, I've had Billy Clanton on recently, uh, Sam today, and I hope to have Denver Gilbert on here soon. Uh, Sam, I told Billy I was having the best looking, the hardest working, and the smartest guys from Buffalo on and uh, he he declined to pick one of those titles for himself. Are you gonna, you gonna pick one for me? Or? I don't know about
1: picking one for me but uh, the only one I know for sure is that I don't think Denver can be the best looking because he's not even the best looking. Gilbert. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True that. Uh, I uh, I've asked Sam to be my guest today on the on the local podcast. Uh, Sam has done one of the hardest things I think a person can do, and that's come back to your hometown and a, a small hometown nonetheless, and invest in businesses and start in businesses. And that's something that uh, I would love to see duplicated across our our region. Uh, but it's it's really hard to find the people with the uh, heart and ambition and and try to accomplish that so sam uh, i do appreciate you being on today Uh, thank you very much Uh, tell us where you got started what what got you into where you are today
1: all righty well thank you for having me first off uh i don't know how long you've been doing this exactly on the podcast but it seems pretty early to be going to the bottom of the barrel (laughs) but i'm glad to be here nonetheless but uh uh so went to grew born and raised in buffalo and uh in 2014 i was graduating college at black hill state and uh I was studying business entrepreneurship, which was a fancy way of saying that I was going for eligibility so I could rodeo longer, but uh, I was in my last semester and and my dad and mom called up and said uh, that the hardware store was for sale and that uh, Norman Negard, who had run it for uh, 40-some years and did an excellent job of of keeping a business going in a small town, uh, was ready to retire. And uh, At the time, I don't know what I was thinking exactly, but I said yes, and uh, so came home and that summer we got everything kind of squared away and, and came back to Buffalo and um, you know I guess they you know, kind of say the rest is history but it it's just turned into probably more than I ever ever dreamt it could be already and I think that we're just at the just at the starting point I mean we've been there so since 2014 so closing in here on you know on seven years I guess eight you're a years. seasoned veteran but, at this point yeah then, right? <laughs> I'm getting really really good at screwing stuff up okay. yeah <laughs> but uh, you know it was just kind of, I don't know. There's, there's the saying, uh, you know, if, if you're presented with an opportunity, say yes and then figure out how to do it. Um, I think I've done that I quite a bit Tim's so far. I think that's Tim's saying
0: more than anyone else's. You know,
1: yeah. Usually that's followed by a picture of a traco picked uh, tipped over or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I being raised in Buffalo, I, I love the community, love being in this part of the world. Um, and being around my parents in business, you know, they've had a construction company for, you know, thirty-five years roughly, and um, it's it's always fun, you know, and, you know, listening to Billy's podcast. You know, family business is is difficult, but it's also super rewarding. Um, you know, being around my parents every day, I think that's probably part of the the best part of it. And now starting my own family, being. Being able to come to a small community and, and you know the people you're all like family, um, you know you fight like family, but you you get along like family, you look out for one another, and and I think that's what makes it so great, um, you know. So the hardware store we started in, like I said, 2014. So two years later, we were we were kind of growing into some other areas of the livestock industry, and uh, and the ranch supply store came up on our radar i guess and they were they were kind of looking to get out of it out of that particular store scranton equity was and um and so we said yes to the opportunity again and and have i feel like we we're continuing to grow there every day and i think things are you know trying to provide more stuff in buffalo so that people don't have to leave uh is always we're kind of an, on an island up there but i think that there's just so much more we can do yeah. um and then that went on to Uh, propane and then onto onto the gas station and fuels. And and now we're kind of getting the the auto parts store part of that going as well and the mechanics and stuff. So just everything I guess I kind of shoot for is, you know, I guess if – if you want more, you gotta do more, but you can also build whatever life you want. I mean it's it's easy to look at to drive through a town, especially Buffalo, and, and you're through it in thirty seconds. So you got you gotta look fast, but you can you can say, Well there's nothing there, but there's so much there. The people are great and yep. and I think that the biggest thing is is just if you if you want something else in town or any you know, I don't care if you live in in Rapid City or or Belfouche, anywhere in South Dakota and you know, thank God for our governor this last year. You can still do what you want to do. You have your right to to build the the world you want to live in. And so, that's I guess I want. Just had a boy here four months ago, and so I want to build something that you know that he's you know happy to be a part of. And and even if he doesn't want to be a part of it, at least that when he grows up, he has opportunities in town right. to to get what he needs there. So
0: well, he we shouldn't lack. Opportunity for a part-time job in his youth, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and low-paying jobs at that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, of course, Buffalo is near and dear to to my heart. Uh, our first bank branch was in Buffalo, in in 1913, uh, I think Norm may have been running the the hardware store when we started the bank in 1913. I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> how how long was Norm there? Do you have any idea?
1: Uh, he was there 47 years, um, and I don't know what what year that would have started. So. I guess backtrack fifty years from yeah. from twenty fourteen sixty seven
0: yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, And don't check our math on that one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have
0: no calculators in front of us.
1: Yep. Uh he uh, he did a great job. I that's the one thing I'd say about, you know, some all the businesses we've kinda went into is it's been people getting ready for retirement or, or moving out of town in the case of Scranton Equity there. But I mean they uh I think it was just so important to keep keep businesses local. Yeah. Um you can always have somebody some big business you know step in from out of the area but but they're not going to run it i guess in my opinion which i'm obviously going to be real biased but run it like a local town needs to be run you know when you know high school rodeo's coming up this weekend and and you know they're going to need panels or they're going to need this and they need sponsorship and that and thank you you know pioneer bank you know you guys understand that you know and that's obviously your slogan and what local's all about but i mean that's that's what small town is. That's what, you know, Western South Dakota is about, in my opinion. That,
0: one of my goals in, in the podcast concept is to get people to really buy into that idea that local is investing in your community, being a part of the fabric of your community, raising your kids together and knowing the names of their friends. And I mean, that's what makes us successful in Western South Dakota is do, still being able to do business on Handshake and because we think it's the right thing to do. Um, that That's invaluable uh, and you guys dang sure live it every day. Uh, one thing that really impresses me, from pocket knives to curl panels, you guys seem to have everything you might need. How do you, how do you stay in front of the inventory that's people are going to buy? That people are, you know, how do you know we're going to want water tanks in the spring? Or I mean, that, that's got to be kind of a full-time occupation, staying ahead of the inventory.
1: Oh yeah, that uh, especially this year with with everything happening on on the way the world is and lead times and everything else. Uh, it's definitely been more of a challenge now uh, i guess the short answer is, is I've, I've hired a lot of great people that are a lot yeah. smarter than me and they've really helped out um but that's just a constant um i i don't think we've we've reinvented the wheel ever but just getting to know people like you were just saying a minute ago you know that ranchers know what they are going to need and what's coming up and it, and it might take them two years to get to the project they're talking about yeah. but but they'll tell you what's coming and so that helps me out a lot is just we need to know where we're going and, and what what projects and things are happening and, and so we can build up and, and have it available. Um, kind of when I started the hardware store um, or started in the hardware store, I just I said, <laughs> if we don't have it today, we'll have it tomorrow. That was kind of my mindset on inventory. You know, if somebody comes in and asks for it, then let's figure out how to get it. Let's let's find those right suppliers. Let's let's push to be bigger than just you know, I think overcoming the mindset of, "well, we're just in Buffalo. You can't get that here. Uh, that mindset is, is the thing that I think even for people coming on board to work for us for the first time. I mean, I think that you just, you have to instill that we are more than just, you know, small town. I I think that we can be, you know, like I was saying earlier, we can build this to be whatever we want it to be. So we just as well build it into something that we can all hang our hat on at the end of the day. And, um, we've set up with, with a bunch of suppliers and, uh, that help us with our buying power because we aren't going to be able to always buy, you know, 15 truckloads of right. of whatever product it is. But if we can set up with the right suppliers, they're going to help us do that. uh, So we can get the best pricing still that we can hit the levels. And, and yeah. that makes us competitive with, with the big box stores. Cause yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't want anybody to drive out of town. And, um, and I think that we are, you know, becoming more and more competitive every single day with what we're doing on pricing, which, uh, in today's world I think is really difficult anyway but I think that that's that's kind of a fun thing we've set up with with a new uh with a new buying co-op actually now for lumber and and that I don't know if you've looked at the lumber prices in the last 6 I've heard months
0: heard stories but... <laughs> that they may have risen slightly yes <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean that that gave us buying power so you know we're we're able to you know to try to keep ahead of the big price swings and and to do some of that stuff so we're really excited about those opportunities coming up and um i think that that's that's where we keep going on on all of this is just no
0: we've not mentioned the flower inventory yet (laughs) yeah that's a fairly new venture did you do that last year as well
1: oh we've we've actually been doing it uh we did it our second year so we've done it for about five five or six years now okay i didn't realize Um, you've been doing it that long it has grown it has grown a lot um
0: Nice little play on words there. Those flowers have grown. Sorry. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, my mother uh, is she loves flowers. She loves loves gardening. Uh, all of that. So uh, uh, th- I can thank Laura for getting us <laughs> into that venture all those years ago. Um, and anybody that's ever visited the greenhouse in Buffalo, uh, I don't. I think you can buy flowers anywhere. Uh, But I think that when you come to our greenhouse and you realize, and I can't take any credit for it first and foremost, but I think you realize that, that it's more than just, just a greenhouse where they threw them on the rack. It's a greenhouse that my mom takes great pride in, uh, you know, making sure the flowers are taken care of and, and providing more of that knowledge base than. Then everything. There's my plug for my mom because she uh,
0: she does a lot of work in there. So. Usually it's the quiet ones that are doing the work. So. Yeah, yeah, not me sitting here. <laughs> yeah, I think she typifies that quite well. Yeah. So, uh, other than when you come to a fork in the road, take one. What advice do you have for somebody your age wanting to venture out into their own business and start doing something along these lines? Yep.
1: I think that uh, I think that my generation has huge opportunities laid out before them. It's also huge challenges. Every opportunity is a challenge, but um, you know, talking about the baby boomers, I guess they're all reaching retirement age here, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming about. I think the biggest thing that we can do uh, for us stepping into these roles is, number one, learn from them uh, because they have all this knowledge, and that's the hardest thing in business is, is to get knowledge and to, and to grow that. And um, I think that not, not being overly confident in our abilities, but also not being scared that we can't do and that we can't step out and, and start our own business. Um, you know, I went to college for it, but, uh, at the end of the day, you step into it and, and I think you get involved in, in organizations. I know that every business we have, there's an organization that we can go and be a part of and you get around like-minded people and, um, whether it's the You know, the NRHA for National Retail or North American Retail Hardware Association or it's the, um, you know, South Dakota Petroleum and and Propane. You know, I think it's just important to, you know, if it's ranching, stock growers or whatever organization. But get involved in organizations because those are the best resources. Somebody else has already done it. Um, In business, I don't think anybody's reinventing the wheel. Um, It's just... We're all putting our own spin on it. We're all going to market it differently, and we're all going to, you know, provide a, you know, hopefully a better service. That's the goal for every business out yep. there, and make sure your handshake means something. I guess is yeah. what I try to do.
0: So, as you purchase these businesses, uh, they all came with either some guidance from the prior owner or the guidance of some prior employees. That had to be pretty valuable for you to have knowledge on the ground and and not have to totally invent the wheel every time. That
1: oh, that was. Uh, that was the best part of every business, um, to be a part of is, um, you know, I guess I don't know how long Bill Henderson has owned, or, you know, the fuel station, but he's still with us today. Um, you know, you get, uh, you get swings in pricing in the fuel industry. Everybody sees it at the pump every time you, you drive up there. And, um, I, I will be honest that that is one that I would have panicked early and, and bought too much of it at the wrong price and, and tried to, tried to play the game totally wrong. And, his knowledge and just you know being able to say you know relax take a deep breath everything's going to be fine um you know if it's justin on the propane and and safety and making sure that we're not you know gonna gonna step outside our bounds make sure we're doing everything the right way so that uh years and years down the road these systems are all set up correctly and that we're um doing everything right for the customers that we're that we're taking all the proper steps uh you know stepping into the hardware store norman had uh I mean, already a great wealth of, of inventory there, but then kind of explaining how we're going to, you know, how you order, who you're ordering from. I, and I know that seems super simple, but when I stepped out of college, there was, they no one taught you that in college, yeah. you know, and then, uh, you know, how to order, what was the best ways, you know, what, what truckloads were and, and just kind of understanding, you know, make the supplier be your, beer your teacher as well. And, yeah. and some of that, um, I'd think all of that was great uh when I took over the hardware store uh Nancy and Tom Hodall I think they they'd been working there for 30 plus years at that time and, a lot and they were that experience there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I walked into the store and I couldn't find some of the stuff we were looking for but Nancy had you know had placed it wherever it was so she knew where everything yeah. was and that was and tons of knowledge on products and uh just how people are using them and uh that all of that knowledge is just wildly wildly important to obtain i guess i don't know i'm i'm learning every day and i'll never be done with that
0: i (laughs) take advantage of them while they're still available to to learn all that stuff that they yeah they bring to the table how many employees do you have amongst the the entities that you've uh
1: combined just all of them together um i believe we're in the mid 60s um some of them are are part-time and and stuff like that but yeah we're we're closing in on, I believe it's 65, 67, somewhere right in there. And the population
0: of Buffalo is how much? Uh,
1: about 350. Uh, only 20% of the town works for us. We, we got a little more to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think you you guys are a pretty good judge of character at Pioneer Bank, but then I walk in and you guys just keep supporting us, so I don't know <laughs> what the deal we is. We got to keep you going to work every morning. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned big weekend in Buffalo, uh, regional rodeo coming up. We're doing this the, the 3rd of June, and I think the Cutting and Rain Cow Horse starts tomorrow and the rest of the rodeo Saturday and Sunday. Uh, events like that are huge for our small towns in western South Dakota, and, and thank you guys for always participating and, and helping those events happen. But uh, that, that's a fun weekend. It's one of the bigger weekends in town. Uh
1: Yep, there's a, there's a couple weekends in small towns like this that, that we all hang our hat on, I guess. <laughs> this one's definitely one to, to be a part of, and I also think that this one always falls at a, at a fun time of the year because, uh, you know, in the in an agriculture world, everybody's been home calving for the last two, three months and, and doing all of this, so this is the first time they get to town, and it's a great way to catch up with people. that They've probably stopped in and got products from us, but they probably haven't really stopped for more than a few minutes because they've got projects going at home that they got to keep keep everything going so this is a fun weekend i think it's a great weekend for just the town to to come together and and uh you know support all the kids that's also i mean i think that i don't know when you look at a small town everybody knows everybody's kid by name has probably taken them to a practice or or done something along the way so everybody you know, when you go show up in the stands, there's plenty of people there that are supporting kids that haven't had kids in high school for 20 years. So, you know, I mean, it's pretty fun got that it. way.
0: Long tradition, of rodeo successor in Harding County. Were you a regional champion back in the day? Any of your events?
1: I, I think I got a couple of the buckles. Yeah. I, nobody else must have showed up those years though. <laughs> now rodeos, rodeo's been, I, I counted it up. I think we've got over 10, 10 rodeos in Harding County every year. Um, which for a for a town of 350 like you said in a in a county of 1200 that's that's quite a few rodeos to attend for everybody but it's it takes a lot of a,
0: volunteer time but there's a lot of folks willing to do that volunteerism and
1: there that. is yeah i uh, i can't uh i can't express how important volunteers are and and how much they mean. I know that everybody gets taken for granted at the time, but I mean that's that's really the fabric, especially of a small town. It doesn't matter what organization it is, they're they're all gonna be volunteer and they're all gonna be by people that are too busy to be doing it, but that's that's those that's how things get done is you you strap your hat down and you take on one more responsibility you didn't need in your life. But it's one of
0: my favorite sayings is if you want something done, ask somebody that's too busy to do it. <laughs> yeah. It? It'll usually that's get accomplished truth. and they won't even know they They took it under their their wings. Yep. This is Clay Berklin, Director of Agricultural Banking for Pioneer Bank & Trust. My guest today on the local podcast is Sam Olson from Buffalo, South Dakota. Uh, We've been talking about the myriad businesses that Sam's part of there in Buffalo. Uh, Sam, you were young. You came home after graduating from college. Uh, At what point did you decide you weren't going to the NFR 10 times and you wanted to come home? Just one day decide it wasn't going to happen or did you...
1: You know, I I went and I told my parents I was going to go rodeo hard for five years. And, uh, but I'd started into the hardware store before that. And, um, I'll be honest, I just kept coming home and, uh, taking on more responsibility. And, and honestly, it just, I was getting more enjoyment out of being home and being a part of that and growing, growing the businesses than, than being on the road rodeo. Not that I don't, I love rodeo and I would have loved to have made the NFR. And, but, uh, I don't know, building something at home, I, I, it's been fun being around my parents and yeah. being around the whole the whole deal. So, I I guess you know how every cowboy is. I mean, I, I'll never say never. I mean, <laughs> I I've told Got myself to lie for a few corral, years yeah. that oh, I'll get these going and then I'll take <laughs> off for a while. So,
0: <laughs> well, somebody's gonna have to present you with an opportunity soon to keep you at home. I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: What you need's a milk cow and some laying hens. That way you'll be there morning and night every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't get rid of me then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any vision for the stores you have branching out beyond Buffalo, Are you happy there in town? Or?
1: Um, I think that we've got opportunities with with all of them outside of town. Uh, you know, I guess I'm kind of going through them. Uh, with propane, we've we've really been growing a lot south: Newell, Nisland, Belfouche, Spearfish. Um, I I think that we've got a lot of great opportunities there. We've got, we're growing our, we've grown our, uh, employees base there and, and we're going to offer some more, you know, more opportunities down the road. I think there's just great things to come from the propane side of it. Uh, fuel, we're always trying to, you know, grow a little bit more as far as setting up another location elsewhere, you know, no plans in the immediate future, but you know, we're still getting our feet on the ground there. We're, we're growing the shop I guess, and, and doing some more of that kind of stuff on the automotive side. Uh, the hardware store we've, uh, you know, we're working on more delivery routes. Uh, we, we deliver over to bison once a week right now. I think that, uh, you know, we come to the Hills a couple times a week, uh, for the most part. So more delivery stuff as far as, you know, uh, more locations and the ranch supply, I guess, you know, we do bulk feed all over Western South Dakota. Um, you know, Wyoming, Montana a little bit, so North Dakota. Um, So we we get a lot of areas there. As far as more branches elsewhere, um, my bankers have been kind of a stick in the mud. No, No, we're not quite ready for anything like that. I I think just kind of growing more of what we have, growing that customer base. Um, I don't think there's need to jump right away at at going to another location just because I think there's so much more growth we can do with what we have. Um,
0: You might have to clone yourself if you're going to branch out too much Yeah. (laughs) Well, like
1: I said earlier, the employees I have already are, they're much smarter and, and more wise than I am already. So they're that's been probably the best part of this is, you know, so why do you go into business or why do you do all of this? I, I always go back to, well, you do it for the people, um, not only the people you're serving, but the people that you, you know, are working with every day. And so uh, the people that work at, at all these businesses are, are just, I you know, I think that we hire the best people we can, and, and I think they're the best people that are that are out there. I You know, they're people that you can shake hands with and you can trust that that handshake means something at the end of the day, that yeah. they care, that, you know, your project gets done the way you wanted it, that the propane gets there, that when you go to bed at night, that, you know, that everything is going to be as best, as good as it can be. And that's what we shoot for. And I, I think all these people are embodying that, and that's what we work on every day. Finding
0: people that care about it as much as you do is, is hard to do, but it is possible. If yep. You... I think trying to
1: build that culture, um, we, uh, you know, uh, I guess not to, not to brag, but we, I received an award here for the hardware store, uh, a while back, Uh young retailer of the year for the, in our, and a North American retail hardware association gave that. So it's a national award, which was pretty cool. But I, when I went, you know, so you don't win that alone. It's, it's, yeah. it's for the store. That's the only thing that, that does that. But the cool thing about it is to me is, you know, so went in to, to tell the, the crew that, that we got that and and that I was obviously really floored to have received it. But uh, I think the biggest thing is I said, you know, I got to thinking, well, what if a Menards came or what if a, you know, a a big box store came to Buffalo, would they do a better job than what we're doing? And there's no possible way because they're, you know, they cannot care for the people the way we care for them. And, and I truly believe that um, yes, they have some abilities that we don't have, but uh, at the end of the day, people do business with people, and I think we have the best people. So,
0: Something Billy and I talked about was uh, being active in your community and volunteerism, that kind of thing. Uh, I know you've been involved with the chamber, uh, other boards and stuff that you participate in. Uh, Where is that? Do you have time for a lot of that right now, or is that something you have interest in in the future?
1: Yep. Um, I think... Uh, We've been, we've been awfully busy here in the last year. I will say that I haven't done as Having much. a new baby will do that too, it, so. That will, that will happen. Um, I've got a, I got a lot of goals and, and dreams, I think for, so, uh, I'm on the chamber. I was past president here. Just, just got kicked out of that role here a few months ago, but, uh, Um, I've got some more goals for what the chamber can do in my mind that I'll bring to the board, you know, from time to, um, at uh, every board meeting, but continue to grow the things we're doing and offering for the community. And then, um, also on the economic development, uh, that's, you know, a relatively, it's an old organization that went dormant for quite a few years and we're just trying to get it back up and going, uh, starting to do some projects. Um, I think that there's no end to the things that that board can do in, in Buffalo and in Harding County, um you know whether it's housing or whether it's just clean up or yeah. or whatever I think there's a lot of cool cool things that are available to that organization you know whether it's grants or things like that that can really help especially a small town but the hardest part for a small town and and for these organizations um those two in particular is is that so they're 100% volunteer well a lot of the paperwork and a lot of those things take a lot of time and it's yeah. and it's going to be slower when you're doing it with just volunteers like you said if you want something done yeah find busy people but unfortunately sometimes that means that things don't move as rapidly of a pace as they should but uh i think there's no end to to what we'll be able to do and accomplish with with both of those organizations uh you know we're doing summer in the streets uh uh, three times this summer with the chamber and i think that that's kind of a cool new thing we've done the last couple of years just one more opportunity to get together, um, you know, kind of playing off of what, like I said, don't not reinventing the wheel of what happens down here in the hills, but putting our own spin on it up in Buffalo and, and more opportunities for for what we have up there. So,
0: you know, you you can believe whatever news you want to believe, and you know it's easy to focus on bad news and things not as fun. Uh, but if you really dig under the covers, of uh, I'll focus on Harding County. You got. You know, a lot of the the news you'll hear in agriculture and businesses that they're they're old they're dying our all our landowners are getting old well now I look around harding and of course ty fowler's my age but i consider him young uh, yeah. you got ty and rotier boys and jet price and jess feist you know, i drive up and down the roads there in my head and we've got a lot of younger people both back on ranches and in the business community there in buffalo and that that is exciting i mean I'm, I only named half of them that I can come up with off the top of my head, and that, that's a lot of young people. that Says we're going to have our schools full still, uh, opportunities for the community to grow and continue to thrive, and that, that's fun. That's exciting.
1: Oh, it is. Uh, you know, I think Buffalo in the last. I mean, I the the amount of ranch turnover, and I say turnover. I mean, uh, the the other the the generation that you know was was the last generation on the ranch. They're still there. You know, Billy Clanton's an example of what yep. you just said. You know, just but. They're, they're there, they're passing it on. I, I think that's kind of a, I shouldn't say unique. I think it's a thing that's, that's hard to do. And it seems like there's a lot of ranches in Harding County that are making that transition or, or in the process of, and, yeah. and like you said, there's so many people moved back. Um, you know, and, and it is exciting to see the class sizes getting bigger in the school. Um, and, in, you know, that school is relatively new. So it's just fun that, um, it's it is easy to look at the negative and look at, you know, so if you look at agriculture as a whole, they I don't know what the current, you know, median age, but it's it's up there what they say, but at the same exact token like I just said a little while ago, I mean, that just means there's a lot of opportunity.
0: Somebody's going to have to run those cows. Yeah.
1: Exactly. The world still has to eat. Yeah. Um, agriculture, I mean, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that, you know, that you can talk about with agriculture in the world and, and how everything's going, but at the end of the day, I always say that, you know, ranchers are, are resilient. It's it's not a it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and and those guys uh, and gals, they they just keep coming back year after year and and building up a life that uh, I think is is so admirable and you know, in the way they steward the land and steward their animals, I I think it's very neat and Uh, I'm pretty excited to be a part of the little part of agriculture that I get to be. I always wanted to be, like you said, you know, I wanted to go to the NFR 10, 15 times and I wanted to to have a ranch and and do all of that. But uh, I sure enjoy getting to be a part of what I do get to be a part of now. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm in in the same boat. Uh, I was always going to go back to my mom and dad's and Took a job in a bank, and man, it's 70 degrees in there most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Having that option instead of being a snowbank, and I I have a great admiration for the folks that are out there committed to it day in and day out. And, yeah, we obviously there are a lot of challenges facing the industry um, in any privately owned business, whether it be a ranch or a hardware store or a gas station. But if you do a good job, uh, it'll keep rewarding you. Yep. And you'll always have a place to go home and work. There's no question about (laughs) that. Yep.
1: (laughs) Never be a shortage of work. Ah uh, yeah, I agree with you, and and I think that just and it's easy to easy to sit here and say yeah, there's going to be challenges, and and a person just has to keep your nose down and keep going to work. But at the end of the day, I think you know whether we're talking electric cars and and I'm in the fuel industry, or whether you're talking about fake meat, uh, there's always something new on the horizon. Change is inevitable. Um, I don't I don't think either those are going to catch on super quick but then again things are going to change and it's not it may be not be the way they're talking about it but things are going to change we have to just continue to adapt and continue to br- produce more beef than we produced yesterday and and figure out ways to do better of what we're doing you know every single day whether it's us getting you know lower priced product in the door or, or doing a better job of of whatever the service is i think that that's just business in general you have to continue to improve every day
0: so along those lines, uh, have, do you have a set of mentors per se that have helped you make some of the decisions so that you're with the right insurance agent, the right accountant, or you? Um, you know,
1: so that when go to mentors, uh, first and foremost, always goes to my parents. I mean, yeah. luckily they they've weathered a lot of storms, and and I will say that you know they're them being primarily in the oil field industry, they they know a lot about boom and bust, and uh, and that that has helped me a lot. There's been you know, when you go through the, a pandemic for the first time, I guess it, uh, you know, sure rattled my cage. They'd been through some bus. They, they understood a lot more about how to, how to, you know, hunker down and strap your hat on and, and make some of those decisions. So we didn't, you know, fly off the tracks completely. And then it turned, you know, things turned around a lot quicker in South Dakota than anywhere else. So it, it was, you know, not as big a deal as the national media made it be for us, at least locally. But, um, as far as other mentors, uh, I've got I've got a handful of guys that that I reach out to. Um, I was in that Sedaro class as well, and so there's a lot of guys from differing viewpoints across the state in agriculture, and that really helps me to understand what's going on. And and then uh, you know uh, I consider you know Billy Clanton to be a, you know a good friend. He knows a lot about what's going on in the world of agriculture, and that that also you know plays a key part of I can bounce things off of him and whether my ideas are bad or not, he, he at least continues to talk to me after it. But, uh, I think, uh, guys like that, uh, Tyler Haugen has been, has been one, uh, through college there. I, I spent a lot of time bulldogging at his house and he's been one in business that's been successful in my opinion. And I just think that, uh, being able to talk to those guys from time to time and ask questions of, well, how do you deal with this? Um, you know, um, you know, employees are the are the biggest asset and and they can be they can be difficult to try to you know figure out how to handle them and how to, you know, get them in part of your culture, you know, when you yeah. get new people in. And I think that that's been one that, um, you know, being able to talk to other people about how they handle situations and how they are handling that is. Is always a good thing to have a sounding board outside of your local community or whoever it might be. So, just so you
0: don't say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yeah, having a somebody you can bounce an idea off of once in a while, so they can once in a while, so they can tell you you're crazy is not a bad thing. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the life experiences, of having kids and starting a family, that uh, will will make you a lot better human being in the long run.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, it's been uh, that's been one of the funnest things for me here in the last in the last couple years getting married and and uh bringing caitlin into the businesses and uh she's got a lot of a lot of great ideas and from a school teacher to a to a into the business world she made the transition pretty fast whether she wanted to or not uh like i said family business you you get to do a lot of jobs really fast if you whether you wanted them or not so uh and then now having Having Bray has been a lot of fun. He talks a lot. His mother says he gets it from me. Which, if you're <laughs> listening to the podcast, obviously you're understanding that. So,
0: <laughs> well, his grandpa Tim tells me he tries to keep him most of the time, but he does give him back to you once in a while. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> yep, yeah. His grandparents are pretty excited about him. He uh, he's got a lot of people that want want his time, so it's been pretty fun.
0: Hi, I'm your host Clay Berkland. With me today is Sam Olson. Sam, we've talked a little bit about. A lot of the ways you got into business and some of the things you've learned along the way. Uh, you've talked culture a couple times. That's something that interests me as as an employer. Uh, how do you keep people engaged? Uh, do you do retirement programs, uh, training for them, uh, things that you let them make some of the decisions? What, what have you found effective for you to keep people fire lit every day when they show up at work? That is... Uh... Definitely a tough one.
1: Um, I I think we you know we do standard you know retirement and benefits and things like that. But uh, I think some of the best stuff for us is is more on the training side um, and more talking about you know bigger goals than just um, bigger goals than just selling the hammer. Um, you know that's we're we're not like kind of I alluded to earlier is that you know we. We don't want to just be a, a company that's selling something in Harding County, whether whatever product it is. We want to be a, a part of the community. We want to shake their hand. We want it to mean something. We want to we want to be the people that uh, you know that, that you come to when you have an issue that you you feel comfortable calling up. Uh, that we're going to take care of you. That we're going to treat this like it's you know our project. Um, and that's what we strive for. Um, I think that you know when we talk about you know training, you know. Uh, i 've been fortunate enough to you know with some of the associations they 've had a lot of great speakers that we 've gotten to go to um, you know one of them talked about you know being a magician um, which you know seems weird when you 're talking about the hardware industry but uh, but at the same token, if you come in with a plumbing issue and we 're able to help you solve that issue in some ways we are the magician, so you know trying to you know get everybody on the same page that we need to you know have the stage set, to, you but know, if you if solve
0: my problem, I'll come back when yeah. I have another problem. And then, <laughs> exactly. You know. need to make another sale.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just trying to trying to make it be more of a cultural thing that way. That's not just um, you know to try to get people engaged. I, I think I think by and large when people come to work, I think that they want to be motivated because you know their growth or their they're pushing for that more almost almost more so than than money. Some days I, I think that if you can get them to Where you're challenging them somewhat, uh, but it's not just challenging them to you know to go stack five bunks of lumber. I mean, yeah. you, you need to challenge them with, well, how do we solve these problems? You know, giving them responsibility and, and then trusting them to have that. And and yes, mistakes will happen, and yes, you know, and that that might be when I take over is when mistakes happen, is when I decide <laughs> what we're doing, but you know, it's giving more people responsibility and, and trusting the process. I think that that gets. For us, I think that that has gotten a lot more people engaged and, and to be a part of it, and and to talk big picture of as far as we're not just here. You know, we, we recently just made a new hire for for the shop, and, and trying to find people when you're talking to them that that want to that want to grow buffalo, that want to have more. Uh, you know, I think that that's important, and that doesn't mean that you know they're not talking sales. They're talking they want to have something more for. For the town to have, and I think that that is the goal is is to find people that that want to buy into that that want to be a part of that that aren't just going to clock in and say hey you know I need a paycheck this month it's you know take pride in this this is yours you know yeah. when when we look at this you know whether it be looking at this shelf that's stocked or this you know <laughs> is is the grass mode you know um we've got guys you know in, in all stages of our organization that I think are in guys and gals that are that are truly bought in, that, that want to see something bigger. And I and I think that that is so cool. Um, we've done some different retirement um, programs with with some of the employees as, as they move up within the organization and stuff. Uh, I think those are also great, you know, once you get yep. to that level. But uh, when you're just talking, you know, the bulk of the employees, I think that getting them to buy in first at that level and if they really want to grow and be a part of it, then moving them on up, I think that that's what has been successful for us getting people bought
0: in now you're doing some nighttime classes there with community members building bird houses and I don't know what they <laughs> yep. have going on there yep uh we
1: we get to do a little bit of everything um we you know we didn't do as much this last year with with covid but uh yeah. we just did a uh a, an epoxy class just teaching people how to do either use the product or or actually getting a built product in the end. This last one was more about how to use epoxy just so they understood it so they they can epoxy something of their own. They, you know, built a cutting board. But uh, we've done a lot of, you know, bench part, you know, building a bench or tables or whatever. And I think that those are all real fun because, number one, you get one-on-one interaction with with people in the community and they get to leave with a product. And a lot of times it's it's people that – that maybe didn't didn't have the knowledge base or the confidence to set off on, you know, this project by themselves. But once you're standing there, they really don't need your help in the end anyway. They, they take off on their own. You kind of get them guided, you know, the right direction to start with. And, and that's always been the fun part is a lot of them have come to a lot of the classes and pretty soon you, you they just don't want you to even touch it. You know, just, I got, I, this. I got this handled. So that's always fun. They're, they're confident with the drill or confident with whatever tools and... and to kind of see people that are really growing that way is, is also equally rewarding. So yeah.
0: Now you do some Facebook posts from the store? Is that true? I've I'm not seen this. Are oh, these just rumors or are these actual events? We
1: uh, we have done quite a few videos. I usually blame Shane at the store for that. He uh, I uh, I always like to say you know Shane's got a ton of ideas. Most of them you need to throw out, and then every <laughs> once in a while he's got some gold ideas. You know. Uh, we'll give you two out of 10.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'll I'll pick the two.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of great ideas. Most of our videos are, uh, not as educational as they are funny. I will say that, (laughs) (laughs) but they usually are a good time. And, uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with them.
0: Well, things like that bring traffic and all traffic is good because hopefully we stir some interest in somebody
1: (laughs) yep exactly no they they're a good time and uh shane does a weekly riddle in the newspaper and nation center news and that's always always interesting what riddle he may come up with you've (laughs) got to think
0: along a little different line to get them some days (laughs) well are there any other topics you'd like to discuss before we sign off the podcast
1: um i would just like to thank you guys again uh I thank Pioneer Bank for being a part of Buffalo and being a part of the the western South Dakota here. I think it's it's always so great with what you guys do for every community. It's easy to jump on your guys's uh, website or, or just on anybody's social media page and see all the things that you guys do for the local communities and uh, I just I appreciate that and in Buffalo especially. It's it's awesome to be able to stop down and talk to somebody right there in town so thank you guys again.
0: Well thank you for that and uh As you said earlier, our business is fun because the people we get to do business with, like yourself, and uh, seeing someone succeed, that's a lot of fun. Uh, That's become a very rewarding part of my career. So Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, if you have virtually any need on your farming or ranching or construction projects, I think uh, you call Sam, it sounds like he'll find it for you, even if it's the most strange idea you can come (laughs) up with. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Thank you again, Sam, for being on a local podcast. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Members FDIC.